Welcome to the PT Coffee Cast, a podcast helping coffee-infused clinicians elevate their practice by realizing the tools they already possess. going on guys welcome back to the pt coffee cast brought to you by the movement my name is dalton and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend william william how are we doing today i'm doing good and you know what dalton i noticed something you know what i noticed that you have some beautiful socks on my avocado socks those have to be my favorite socks yeah i don't know where the whole avocado movement came from but it's here it's been here I think it's a fun food. Yeah, I mean, it's high in nutritional value. Get a little good fats in you. Mm. Throw it together with some other things. Make some guacamole. You can put it on your socks. Kids can eat it. Adults can eat it. It's fun for the whole family. <laughs> it's versatile. <laughs> it's very versatile. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you like my socks, man. I'm I'm always trying to like bring out some joy through my socks, you know? Yeah, I really appreciate how this... like transition into cold weather yeah really brings out your sock game and it makes me just feel cozy you know yeah like there's no skin exposed this is like there's a nice sock there to the pant like yeah like that's that's not cozy it's not <laughs> i wish it was i wish some, i had better socks you need some avocado socks <laughs> um but yeah i'm super stoked that we're back guys we're pumped to have you um we are continuing on with um, our clinical question series. This is going to be the final drip of the series. We made it. This is our fifth episode talking about some of our favorite clinical questions. So if you haven't checked out the other four, other four episodes, you should head over to the podcast platform, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening and check those out. You can also see all those episodes in our beautiful faces in my socks and Will's ankles on the YouTube channel where we put out all the video episodes. So you guys can you guys can subscribe there so you don't miss out on any of those. Um, and then we have our website up and running that has all of our episodes there as well. And we have some content there for you guys. Um, we have our PDF that we've created about how you can have a silky smooth game plan for your clients. You can download that for free on the website. And then we have the opportunity for you guys to do a little call to learn more about the mentorship um, and how you can become part of the next cohort for the movement mentorship. So super stoked about all that stuff. And we are excited to be on the final question of the series. And I will pass it over to my beautifully bearded friend, William, to lay out the question for you guys. Okay, so this question is, if we had the power to do so, and we could remove your pain right now, how would your life be different? Yeah, it's a great question. And that's what it is. It's a powerful question. You like it? I do. Have you used that before? I have used that before. I used to use it quite frequently, and I haven't done it in a while. Like, I haven't used it in a while, just more in forgetting about it i oftentimes will use that question or i'm triggered to use that question more when it's someone who's like really acute and really um avoiding and not doing things and pretty upset about it is yeah. where i tend to like remind remind myself to like ask that question 
yeah similarly i find i use it when i'm maybe trying to get a little bit more motivation from the client like uh not not motivating them but like understanding where we can get some motivation like if someone tells me you know like like uh you know i don't really know why i want to have no pain other than like just not having pain like if there's like if it's hard right. to like figure out like they didn't they haven't really given you anything as to like their goals or what they want to get back to it's kind of just like oh i don't want to have any pain yeah yeah if they're very like focused on their their pain and and not that that's that's like a bad thing but it's also good to know uh more than that yeah it's a good it's a it's a good way to ask the goal question in a different way mm. without actually directly asking it because i find it just like it when you ask someone like why do you want to have no paint it's it's just like too vague sometimes whereas that gets them thinking about their life and maybe what's been missing because if you're so focused on the pain that you've been having especially if you've been having it for like two or three years it's sometimes hard to even imagine because you've been in that state for so long. Right. Yeah. So what typically happens with that question? Like what routes pop up for you and what are like the follow-up things that occur based off that question? Like what are you really trying to get out of it? I think you just talked a bit about maybe trying to pull some goals out of someone who doesn't necessarily directly see any goals and their only focus is getting out of pain. But is there any other reasons that you ask that or you're trying to get things out of with that question i think i'm just trying to like plant the seed more than anything because you know assuming we can actually improve the state of things like there gets to be a point where you can now start thinking of that stuff and i think more than anything it like encourages a bit of excitement with it too because it's like oh like in i think it's better to be striving for new things and new possibility versus striving on removing your pain it's just it's very it's a motivating factor to get you in the door but to like actually elevate your life i think you have to move from that and so like it's planting a seed you know and then that way like when we get to where like things are improving like we can have that conversation be like, I'm curious, you know, like what sorts of things you'd want to do. Like you're here. I can help you do those things. If you're unsure, you know, we can talk through, you can talk about how it might relate to your symptoms. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like opening that window to like the possibilities. And I find when I ask that question, a lot of people are like more just like, Hmm, you know, like, it'd be cool to be at a place where I could start thinking about, you know, what other things I could pursue. Yeah. Cause I've been stuck in this box for so long, mm -hmm. you know, let's get out of that box. That's, that's what I find. <laughs> Do you generally find that that's the pe people's perspective on it or are they, are there times where they're like, they don't look at it from a positive light and it's like more taken from a negative position? Yeah, sometimes, you know, if, if someone just can't entertain the possibility, like I've had that a couple times, like not, I wouldn't say it's the 
uh, norm. Yeah. Like, I think most people are like looking for the ability to have more freedom of choice with their body. But once in a while, I do find that people, if they're just like so. Just in a dark place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and entertaining that possibility right now just isn't the right thing. And I think it's good to know that also. I was going to say, I think that tells you right. a lot about the situation and the, the client and where they're at. And I think that's also valuable information that you can use to play off of or consider when going through the process with them and their plan and some of the conversations you might end up having to have or go to when you're getting someone who's responding that way. Yeah, like you may not be, like we often talk about our three-step process, like calm it down, build it up, bridge the gap. In that situation, maybe you don't worry about bridge the gap yet, you know, and you're just worrying about how can we improve the state of things because I think you can re-ask the question when things are improving, hmm. you know, and maybe there's a little more openness to like, oh, I can actually start to envision things. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like, you know, rehab's a mountain and you kind of have to get over the peak in order to like see mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. I don't think that's the case for everybody, but uh, I think your that question can give you a lens into the mindset of the person. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I would say I, I use it in a similar fashion and I tend to get like typical, tip, like very similar responses. Um, the one thing I really like to do and that I probably take the most away from it when someone is taking it from a positive direction is I'll immediately just try to implement what they want to be doing if they're magically taking their pain away like if they're like i want to um ride my bike it's like okay like how do we do that as soon as possible and if we could literally do that like tomorrow in some capacity i think that can be like a game changer obviously if there's like no signs that that's gonna enhance their situation be more harmful to them etc but if we can like somehow have them starting to do that as soon as they possibly can and if it is literally the next day like that can be a game changer to buy in in people's you know journey especially if it's like a chronic more chronic pain related thing or pain is a big factor that's been keeping them from from doing stuff it's a dicey line to play though if you do do that and then it flares them up even more then you got some conversation pieces to have but i think it's more about how you set the expectation around what they're going to do and that that is the possibility or you know whatever as long as you're laying the expectations and setting it up and kind of giving them the information and i try to get them to do that activity as soon as possible and then if it's not attainable because a lot of times it isn't attainable right away I very much used that particular activity as a reinforcement throughout like the rest of our session. And then when we're talking about, you know, when we're assessing and I'm taking them through objective testing and we're pulling out information, I'm always relating it back to how this can impact them riding their bike and getting back to riding their bike. And I tend to put it in the positive light as much as I can. So like, oh, like that was a, that was a great movement or that was like great strength in this area that will really go a long way to, you know, helping you bike and then if like there's something that is challenging for them that's you know they can't do that's gonna help them bike i'll 
put it as like this is an area of opportunity to be able to you know get you to riding your bike as soon as like we can and then I'll always tie that into like the plan when we're laying out the plan and like where we're gonna go I'll tie it into to that as well so I think it just gives you a lot of ammunition to like lay out things and really drive people towards something that they want that's a really good point and I think uh I could even take it a step further where sometimes it's actually the thing that's going to help you get better. Um, I'll give like an example. Um, I've had scenarios where people, let's just say they've gotten kerfuffled from the healthcare system (laughs) over like a two year, three year period. And events have transpired, which have led them to just stop doing things because they think that's best. Then they get an imaging and it doesn't show anything. And they're like, what the heck is going on? But they want to be back at the gym. Like, that's what they would be doing. And I'm here to show you that actually this could be the thing that helps you get back. And that it's actually not only okay to be doing that, but is beneficial for your rehab within reason. And what I can do is show you uh, how we can tread that line and use that to our advantage. Like, I think that's like sometimes like can open the door to that conversation where you're like hey we can do that and actually we we need to do that in order to get this problem solved yeah and we can do it like now yeah (laughs) exactly very very fast and like yeah that can be that itself is usually what helps people get out of pain yeah and you're using the rest of the session to kind of show them more nuance there and like why that's the case and like how you can improve their tolerance and how you can avoid it from happening again. And some of the things that we can help you with to contribute to reducing the risk of this happening again. Like, I think that's a big learning piece as well with that, especially if it's something we can get people into right away and they start seeing improvements in their pain and they're starting to do the activity they really like. It's like laying the expectation or laying the foundation of, Hey, this is great. Like we're moving you in the right direction. You're doing what you want to do, but like, let's look at maybe what led you down this path originally and how do we build you up so that you can reduce the risk of this happening again? And then how do we give you some of the decision-making processes and what you do on a daily basis to avoid yourself from running into this problem in the future so that you don't have to stop riding your bike? Exactly. And it all comes from that one question, you know, just kind of like exploring where they're at and you put that together with the rest of your subjective where you're you're figuring out more about what the problem actually is and ruling out more serious things and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. um and then you're using the rest of the assessment depending on kind of where that question goes uh it could look different and it can change how you frame your plan and that's why questions like that are really good you know because if it can really guide the rest of your assessment and the plan that you deliver them to show them how you can help them, like, that's a valuable question, you know? Oh, I know. doesn't always work. Like, no. in many situations, you know, if this is a person who's, like, really focused on their pain and maybe they have a long history, like, that's kind of the use case of this question, right? More often than not. Like, I don't use it a lot of times when someone's just doing everything they want to be doing like and and we often see a lot of people like that you know i saw someone today in that scenario like they're having they're having wrist pain and they're dealing with it but they're not it's not stopping them from doing crossfit or from working and it's not even really impacting that they're able to work around it so that's a totally different story because like 
that person's doing everything that yeah. they want to be doing. So you're not going to ask that question or you're going to ask a different question to kind of get things stimulating or yeah. um, head people in the right direction. But yeah, for sure, I, I, it definitely is a little bit more strategically placed for that type of person. And in that scenario, you know, like you want to be that person to plant that seed and it can be really powerful when it does go successfully. But like, you know, we're just one person and there's like all kinds of other factors in someone's entire life that are influencing from their family, from what they read on Google to the, the few medical providers they've already seen up to that point. Right. So like, it's definitely not a shoe in by any means, but at least it gives you the opportunity to maybe like completely transform somebody's life. Right. Like that's what something like that can do. 100%. And yeah, yeah, we've seen it m- many cases happen that way. So there we go. Do you have any other like ways that you would use that or like stuff that you can get? No, I think that's good. I think that covers like that covers it. But mine. I think that's like what we tried to like show with these questions is like there's other types of questions and things you could ask, but always thinking like how can I use questions beyond the basic stuff that you have to ask, right? Like how can I use questions to give me lots of information that could help direct how I approach my assessment and my plan with somebody Mm -hmm. uh, and what you're going to communicate to them. Yeah. And I think it's like continuing to explore questions that you can ask Um, because I think like a right place question can like completely change the trajectory of a client's outcome. It, it, there's times in my life where the right question that I've been asked or that I've asked myself has really helped impact me. So it's the same thing in rehab. It's like there's there's a ton of times where I've asked questions that go completely flat. They, they're, they're not good. They don't make any sense. They fail. And I'll, I'll eat those. But then there's times where like you hit the right question at the right time and you're like, oh, okay, there's something to this. Like how can I implement this question more strategically or how can I word this question a little bit differently so that it gets the most from the client? And like the more you view it that way and the more you start thinking about those things, the better you can um, lay out and connect the dots for the client. And that's where it becomes like very much the art of the assessment. And I think there's a lot more to the art having an impact than the science, not to say that the science is not important and that the objective measures aren't important, but the way that you use those objective measures and weave them into the art of asking questions and laying out a session and communicating to a client is the way that you're going to be able to like really, really help people. Um, and that's something that we're continuing to work on and a big reason why we want to do this this series. Yeah, good questions can like open the door to the opportunity to really explore things together like you and the client and like if you ask a good one it's just kind of like the way to kickstart like a really good conversation that you can both have that's going to move move things forward right so i think yeah the the better you can get at it and the more you can kind of like explore how people respond and how different people respond and what situations might lead you to like asking a certain thing versus another i think uh that's like you said like the art of you know it's it this is how you get to be better i think at like the n equals one right Mm -hmm. it's less like you know 
data driven. Yeah. Because there's so many scenarios, they can go so many different ways, right? Yeah. They don't. They almost become Yoda like. I like that. He dropped a Yoda quote before this <laughs> podcast, so it made me think of trying to become the Yoda of physio. Yeah, the, didn't Nick used to have a series like uh, Jedi? Oh, Uncle yeah. Jedi. That was a did. good one. I, that was throwback the, to that. Throwback to the old Nick Hanna episodes. Yeah, uh, I like that. Now this guy's just doing like these like beautiful philosophical read, re, over-reads of his, his reels. You yeah. just hear his voice. Yeah, it's, it's something to behold, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that wraps up our question series guys we had fun doing this um let us know what you think about you know the series type episodes do you like the the way that we've laid it out where we have five questions we you know distribute those over the course of five weeks um you know we we always have other ideas that we can rock with when it comes to series so give us that feedback um if you aren't subscribed to the podcast make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any episodes or so you can go back and check out the other four questions that we have in the clinical question series and then if you want to see our beautiful faces on youtube you can subscribe there we put out the podcast episodes on youtube and then um if you want to check out our website, head over there. It's the movementmentorship.com. It has all our episodes. It has all things mentorship there. It has a free PDF for you to download on the three-step plan. That's really going to help your client crush. Um, we'd love to uh, to chat with you as well. If you're interested in the mentorship, you can sign up for a call there. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that and how you can get into the next cohort. But that is all we got for today, guys. As always, stay caffeinated. Peace. Peace.